All right, so we are the Smoking Jays. We're here to discuss relationships, marriage, and parenthood. Parenthood. A podcast about three guys, three chapters, three attitudes. Attitudes. Welcome, welcome, welcome to what is quite a momentous episode for us. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Smoke and Jay's 10, not 9, Ooh. not 8.5, 10, episode X. All right. X, go and give it to you. Can't believe so, we still got listeners. <laughs> I mean, even if they don't listen, we're still making this shit. So you must know it, somebody at the network. It is I, just Jared. I am, as always, joined with the illustrious Jays, uh, b- not below me. Mm. On below me. Portion, below me. <laughs> on the lower portion of the screen, the dad bot extraordinaire, Johnny G. What's up, everybody? And over there, hey, look, he actually <clears throat> made another appearance. He actually is this three in a row? Yeah. I, it is. It is. It's so now he's he is officially a recurring guest star. On the Smoke and Jays, I mean, I haven't, I haven't graduated back to just the regular weekly host. No, nah, you got to go Bi-weekly. for four. Wow, got to go for four. All right, uh, Johnny Bones. Yep, that's me. That's me. That's me. It's me. It's JCB. Ah, <laughs> back in the hot seat with these two fuckers. <sighs> so what's up, homeboys? So, uh, wait, 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 Jared. Yeah, I have to ask you. In lieu of you know the Halloween season. Why don't mummies take vacations? Oh man, because they're afraid they'll relax and unwind. <laughs> I got plenty more where that came from, bro. And I wanted to change things up, I wanted to be the first one to throw out a really big joke in the episode. Uh, Jared, you still got plenty of time though to throw out some of yours, but I got some oh, friggin oh, yeah. good ones That's all good. In, in, in the spirit of Halloween. Oh. Okay, then I'll make sure not to. I'll avoid any Halloween-related jokes. Doesn't matter. Mine are going to be better than yours anyway. Doubt that. Doubt that. Because I got some gems. Some gems. So I also just realized that the one that I sent out earlier didn't come through, and I'm very, very disappointed. Um, So yeah, let's uh, let's let's talk, gentlemen. Two weeks. What's uh, what's new and exciting in your lives? I'd like to open that up with a question to our very own Johnny G over here. Uh, last episode, you dropped a bomb on us. I did. Dropped a bomb on us with some breaking news. Flex. About. Drop them bombs. About the, the newest addition to the Gallia clan. Uh, first of all, I loved the engagement photos. With you on the floor, <laughs> the look uh, on your face yeah, 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 the... was priceless, man. Those were such good photos. But yeah, um, so so Emily really wanted to make like an announcement, you know, and and have it be like sort of funny with the with the family all together. So we had the kids, you know, all the other kids and the dog and whatever. So we, yeah, I was just laying there on the floor with the fucking pea stick in one hand and my head in my other hand yeah. and. It's basically how how it kind of sort of mm-hmm. went down. Actually, truth be told, 
if y'all want to know how I found out. So this bitch went and took a <laughs> pee test <laughs> without me. So first time around, we we were we were sort of planning it, right? And mm-hmm. we were kind of counting down the days, and she was a couple of days late, and I'm like, let's wait like one more day. Um, and then we we you know she took the test, and we looked together, and we found out, and, and it was great. Um, it was it was expected. Now, I know her cycle better than she knows her cycle, and so we had a moment, um, and at, it was at that moment I said, okay. You just got pregnant. <laughs> and she said, uh, what do you mean? I'm saying you just got pregnant. You know, I'll talk to you, talk to me in two and a half weeks. So um, <laughs> two and a half weeks goes by. And, um, you yeah, know, she's a day or two late. And I'm like, uh, maybe, maybe not. Whatever. She's quiet. Mom, mom about it. Um, I ca- She calls me in the room. Babe, come up here or whatever. Right. And I'm like, all right, cool. So she's like, can you do me? Can you get that underneath the crib? She's holding the baby. So she's pretending that, you know, something went underneath the crib. She needed me to go get it. So I go underneath the crib and it's like a, a matchbox car or something. And next to the matchbox car, not one, but two pregnancy tests open, unboxed. Right. So I thought, okay, she, like we had just moved into our place and I thought she was kind of fucking with me. Like, oh, like she found the pregnancy test. So she wanted me to take them with her right you know like mm-hmm. for her to actually take the test um so i pick it up and i'm like what you know what you want to do this right now and she kind of had this weird look in her eye she had the craziest look in her eye <laughs> and uh this. And that's so, not just because she's a woman either <laughs> um and if anybody gets that reference points for you um so i looked a little closer and um and I saw two pink lines, and then I looked at the other one in my other hand, and then it also had two very strong pink lines, and then I looked straight at her with what only I could describe as a hatred face, and I said, "Are you fucking kidding me right now? Are you fucking serious?" And and she kind of looked at me and she's like, "Surprise!" So yes, yeah, surprise, surprise my fucking surprise um whatever I, but i was like this is how you chose to tell me and then i just put my hand and you know my head in my hands and said oh fuck my life and it's all over and i don't know the fuck i'm gonna do now because we just moved into a place that was smaller than where we were and we have more people and now we have another more another person so another more people another more people i was gonna say it. i should have just went <laughs> you should have just rolled um it. so um I mean, we're happy. Obviously, we did want to have another one. Uh, we were hoping maybe a month or two later, um, and then actually, you know, start you know trying. So it kind of took a little bit of that uh, fun, you know, because now it's I have no excuse to, you know, get it done before I could have been like, hey, right. so you know, want to make a baby, right? Um, but we were we were happy. But but here's the shit, right? So she recorded herself getting the results like you know she peed on her stick she had the phone and she waited and she's talking to herself on the on, on her phone and then she looks at the stick and she's like Ooh. oh fuck oh shit john's gonna fucking kill me that's how that went <laughs> so i got to see that video oh uh, that's uh, awesome that was glorious but yeah so we um so we announced that news and thank you for noticing the 
the photos. It was a good mm-hmm. time. Um, she likes to do everything up, right. like with pictures. She documents everything. She runs mm-hmm. my Facebook page, basically. I don't do anything. No. She just tags everything. It's good to have a media person. <laughs> it always comes in handy. Shout out to uh, to Brittany, our brand ambassador here on the Fourth Wall Pop Ooh, Network. Good job, Brittany. So, Johnny, so after the, the big news, now we're two weeks removed from when you dropped it here on, on, this, yeah. on the last episode of Smoking Jays. How have the last two weeks been? I know it's obviously still early, first trimester. Yeah, so, so it's weird. Like, the, this time around, she's actually 17 weeks now. So she's, like, just kickstarting the second trimester. Uh, we're a little okay. bit into it, right? Uh, 12, 4, 3, six, yeah. carry the two. That's Jared's line. Divided by five. That's right, because you said you already knew the sex. Right? Yeah, so, so she we, was pretty far along. When did, so when? Was, how far along was she when you found out? So she was, well, it was just about four or five weeks um, okay. when we found out. So we, gotcha. we'd known for a while. Um, so pretty much the whole summer. I mean, right before our family vacation, a week before our family vacation. Gotcha. And she's okay. like, now I can't fucking drink. I was like, just pretend you don't know. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Hey man, I mean, if if it's for the one week, let's yeah. say, let's just say, all right. Obviously, I'm kidding, right? For all those that just turned me on, I'm gonna get hate mail now. You gotta kill your baby. Um, no, but seriously, what if she didn't take the test and she didn't know? We went on a family vacation. She got drunk a couple times, had a couple margaritas, right? Like, and then she took the test and found out. Oh my god, I'm pregnant. You can't change it, right? Yeah. So the only thing that would have been different was knowing versus not knowing. And I guess there's right. some sort of a moral code now. So. Dude, um, we, we when you Amanda, can't consciously have shots at Jameson when you're obviously pregnant, no, so. yeah, no, like I, when you know I, you're pregnant, I don't recommend Amanda, going out of your way when to Amanda have shots and I found out anyway. No, I mean, well, if it's just a if it's a Sunday, why not? Well, what if you work from home and it's a Tuesday afternoon and it's there? You, so what? Why not? Jamo, but uh, but what when my wife and I found out that we were about 12, 13 weeks in. Yeah. So, and we had no idea pretty much throughout the whole first trimester. And that was through Halloween, Thanksgiving. Uh, we got, uh, I proposed early November, and then we found out Christmas Eve. But so, did we she had. Not, she did not like, so, um, so this is super personal now, obviously, but like, so she obviously missed her period twice in that time frame. Right. Different scenario. Not, not going to get into it on here, but <laughs> it's a very different situation there. Okay. It's yeah. Um, because some people they don't they don't know or they or they still have it um, or right. it's lighter or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, but obviously whatever was going on, you guys didn't know. So it was a total surprise. And you had um, holidays and events, mm-hmm. and you you know, and just still enjoyed them. And look at that little fucker. And look at him now. Right. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Ain't no wrong way. You, you, you know what song I have stuck in my head though that I cannot stop singing. What. Baby shark. Oh, baby don't fuck shark. Gotcha. Uh, that's like baby all right. So <laughs> maybe you know this, maybe you don't. But cocoa melon's the new shit right now. I've and been seeing this cocoa melon around. So give it about, give it a little bit. Pretty soon, cocoa melon's gonna run your life. Almost like you know, um, Barney may run our lives. Right. Not so much our lives, but the little siblings. Well, he, um, here's he, here's the kicker. I don't have baby sharks stuck in my head because of my baby, because of my son, because oh, of my wife, because of my wife. Well, because she's stuck watching the baby shark. No, no, she just <laughs> put it on. And we're, we're, we're some of those sharks. Some of those baby shark jams are pretty good. Like if you watch the remix. Oh, dude, right, dude. There are some couples that are like it's famous it's on it's TikTok. It's oh yeah, from some of those uh, those remixes. We, we're we're really seriously devoting time to 
baby oh, shark one of the one of arguably right. one of the worst songs ever created no, jared, I, jared i can see the gears turning it's you're, almost you're like thinking, this, the song that doesn't end jared's thinking we do a smoke and jay's tiktok and the three of us do a choreographed dance to a remix of baby shark no there's there's no reason that a (laughs) self-respecting man in his late 30s should be doing a tiktok of anything but i digress daddy shark do 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 daddy shark do 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 like that voice what about what about you that sultry voice what about me what uh what's but aside from your son Mateo Lucas. First of his name. Long, Long May Rain. Yes. Luca, not Lucas. Luca. Luca, I'm sorry. Excuse, excuse you. Uh, sorry, um, it's it's late. It's been a long day. I didn't have a lot of caffeine today. So well, okay. uh, I I guess a quick update from a few weeks ago. As I mentioned here, that you know, my, my work schedule was changing. I'm having some more time off during the week, which actually has I've been feeling it has been helping. Again, mm-hmm. spending a lot more time with my wife and and Mateo. Um really starting to kind of get get some more sleep <laughs> that, that mm-hmm. I was was lacking for a while. To welcome um, change, I'm sure. Yeah. But uh, as I mentioned last time, you know, I did see a doctor for my physical. I was told I was overweight. Yeah, I definitely have uh, have some work to do on myself. So I'm saying it right here on the 10th episode of the Smoking Jays. Johnny Bones is going into training. All right. Uh-oh. All right. This is when you uh, cue Eye of the Tiger, Jared, when you when you go back into post. Yeah, I got to get back into training. I got to lose some weight. I got to uh, lower my cholesterol and, uh, mm. you know, make sure I stay healthy for uh, for my son, just for, you know, for myself in general. You guys know I always, always used to be in good shape. I was never athletic, but I was always in good shape. Uh, but I definitely have let that all fall to the wayside over the past you know, few years. You know, it's a Ooh, very yeah. enjoyable exercise to do to keep yourself healthy. What is to it? Put the baby in a stroller and go for walks. What do you? Oh, well, obviously. Oh, God. is that what you're talking about? <laughs> is that what that hand motion meant? I wasn't sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, that's, I, I will say I've tried all those things, right? Baby stroller. I mean, I, my first kids, I bought a seat that would attach to the front handlebars of my mountain bike so I could actually go biking with that. You know what I mean? Um, I've done all of those things. I actually, I work from home. I bought, uh, you know, fucking a stationary bike that has mm-hmm. a desk on it so I can put my laptop. It even has a cup holder for my Land Shark. And I still don't use that. I don't, I don't think that that's what the cup that's holder is supposed to be shark. for. I mean, that's what I use it for. <laughs> I, I might, might be for like a water or a Gatorade. I, that that was kind of where I was thinking, like a water or Powerade, yeah. or, you know, something like maybe, that. maybe. But so maybe there was it wasn't specific cups. in the instructions. So uh, I mean, that's it what, didn't explicitly um, say no it, land shark, right? And if you have to substitute with land shark, then I guess you know, to Why each not? his own, right? It's fair. So fair. yeah, but I have had a very difficult time staying in the shape once. I mean, probably for the last 10 years, but I'm also always go, go, go. So I always feel like I could, you know, at the drop of a dime, you know, lose 10 or 15 pounds. Like I've done it numerous Mm -hmm. times. Uh, My problem now is I've got to lose like 40. And last summer I lost 30 and I was about 10, 15 away from my goal. And then we had the baby. So I blame Mm -hmm. the baby for all of these things. It's fair. It's fair. And COVID and then working from home and being lazy 
And then we wonder why we have no money because we don't cook. We order out all the time. So DoorDash becomes your best friends on speed dial. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know. And unfortunately, a lot of the stuff that is readily accessible on DoorDash and and Uber Eats and all that is Grubhub, all those. Yeah. Yeah. Not very healthy. Well, and but it's gotten to a point now where like everything is almost accessible through those things like you can get right. from regular restaurants now so it's like ah you know don't want to go out to eat don't want to spend the money but now we go and door dash it so now we get the nice dinner and you know well eh, we saved on having to tip the waitress but then we tip the door dasher so mm-hmm. you know whatever but we do it more often because it's accessible but now right. my problem is that my dad bot has gotten way out of control it's like not really dad bot now it's like it's like pop a posture <laughs> it's bad but um mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're working on that. What about you, Jared? How was your last two weeks? Um, it it has been adventurous. Um, I, I will say, I've, I, for stress purposes, um, I'm trying to do a hybrid of reading and learning another language. So I'm reading a horror book in Braille, but something bad's going to happen. I could feel it. It's fucking bad. I actually was following you for a second. I know. I, know. I was going to say, tell, I was gonna oh, say oh, you're going to do that Rosetta Stone. And then he said the Braille. I'm like, here we go. I, the intense <laughs> look on your faces was like, wow. Oh, Ooh. man. Yeah, that one. Um, that was good. No, but but in all seriousness, um, so there's been um, the adult softball on Sundays, which has been... I'm going to, I'm going to bring that one back in a second. Cause I have, I have a question for the two of you on that. So um, doing that uh, Michael's uh, back into fall baseball, albeit a much, much lighter schedule than the spring and the summer. And he's doing uh, a flag football league in Staten Island. And so you guys aren't busy uh, at all. No, 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 no. Why is he doing um, flag football in Staten Island? Um, because we came to, that was like the, uh, you'd be surprised from where we are, Turnpike, uh, 440, straight across the Outer Bridge. Yeah. It's really only like 35, 40 minutes at the most. Yeah, um, but I got to hear the story. So go ahead, tell me. So, man, this um, came to fruition. So it was, he had previously played flag the age he's at now in town, he would be in pads. I personally think he would be fantastic at it. I actually think cornerback would be his key position. I really think he'd be excellent. Um, But with all of the uh, concussion concerns, the CTE, um, the hell was the movie with will smith about cte um it it really put it has put a very bad taste in a lot of people's mouths as far as their kids playing football Mm -hmm. so that was the the middle ground one of the parents on the baseball team coaches his son playing in the flag league in staten island he's like look i know the guy that that runs the team let me know when he's in. So mm-hmm. um, it's something for him to do. It's something to keep him busy and active. Um, so he's been doing that. 
Um, and I definitely, I have a, a more intricate, uh, well, I got to keep it a, a little close to the chest on his situation. So um, we had a, a bit of a phone texting situation with James. So um, mm. we were kind of running around and not running around in circles, but we were dealing with that. And that was um, very difficult. And it kind of is one of those things that I've always been afraid of with kids and electronics. And I um, was discussing it with somebody who, in, in, in super generic terms with a guy who's super good with technology and like far exceeds my knowledge in certain areas. Um, and he actually shared with me that a couple of apps he uses because his daughter uh, was playing Roblox and ended up going to a Discord server, which I'm familiar with the term Discord server. That's about yeah. it. Um, come to find out that a lot of their their message histories and stuff get cleared after certain amounts of time. And Discord servers are a very common place for um, predators. Yes. And his daughter, in essence, was messaging back and forth with who she thought was another kid playing Roblox. Turned out to be like an 18 or 19-year-old kid in Florida. So um, just concerning. It, right. it really, anytime I hear about that stuff, it really just scares mm-hmm. the crap out of me because it's like, we, I'm sure to a certain degree had to be concerned about child predators, but we really weren't because it was like, I see creepy van. I hear, oh, I have candy and a puppy. No, right. thanks. And we right. ran away. Now it's, you don't even have to worry about your kid being out somewhere. They're in the right house. Right in your home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it goes into the ones that can like tap into their nest cameras and yeah. hey, people are just so much more accessible nowadays yes. than, they, than they were back when we were teenagers. And it, 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 it sickens me. It really mm-hmm. does. It yeah. sickens me. Um, so that's, that's been the last two weeks and it's, it's, it's been interesting. Um, you know, there's obviously a lot more that I really, I, won't get into but Hmm. it i i just i don't like i don't like that aspect of where technology has brought us i know in the last episode i was you know joking about how this is what my life has come to i'm excited about i installed wi-fi light switches that i can Hmm. control through alexa and it's like right but then it's that's the other side of it where i'm like fuck this shut it all down yeah all of it um yeah, I think that's the the hard thing. Um, I mean, this could be a really good topic for us to run with um, tonight, or even another night, or whatever, and we could do whatever we want. I mean, it's kind of our show. But I think that once the dust settles and you're able to talk, open up and talk a little bit more openly about it, I think it'd be a great thing for us to really get into because, um, you know, it's 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 definitely scary. I mean, I think about I was I was outside last night and uh, and the just the, the feel in the air, it, you know, you have that sense memory, right? You took a nice breath of fresh air and it brought me back to my childhood. 
um, where like late summer, um, it's getting a little dark out, um, but it's still warm enough to go outside and play and it's quiet. The crickets are going and, you know, I'm riding my bike up and down the streets of my neighborhood, you know, at, yeah. at, at 7 30, eight o'clock at night, or even when it started to get darker earlier, you know, after school at five, six o'clock, you know, I was still outside riding my bike, you know, it's not even dinner time yet. And it's dark. And I think now, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare let my kids do that. And it's, it's a shame. Um, there are so many things that you have to be concerned with nowadays as a parent, um, whether it's the predators or, or let's not even take it to that extreme. Like just having my kid on Roblox, right. Um, you know, they play Roblox all day or now, but you know, I mean, all the time, like right in front of you and, yeah. <clears throat> you know, and they're, they're chatting with their friends. And I always tell my kids, don't use your real names, you know, uh, in the games or whatever, but they're chatting and you can kind of monitor what's going on. But all it takes is that one chat that's been going on with a friend for two or three months and mm-hmm. you're not paying attention. And it's like, you know, cause in Roblox, it's, you can't say certain things. So all it takes is somebody to copy and paste, Hey, go here so we can talk. And then, you know, the kids are wise enough to get over to another page. And before you know it, they're on a discord and IP addresses are getting hacked. And it's, I mean, it's just the internet can be and technology can be wonderful, glorious things um, when used correctly, but they're also like, it could be your worst enemy. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But, um, but anyways, I don't have to get too far deep into that. Um, I think you wanted to kind of touch you're touching back on Michael and, uh, and uh, his athlete, uh, his athleticism and, and whatnot, which by the way, that Facebook post to him at the interception um, yeah. mm-hmm. was, was awesome. I mean, he's such a good little athlete. Um, definitely a concern with the football. I feel you on that. Um, but everything's dangerous. You know, any type of contact sports dangerous. Yeah. I think you just got to kind of go with your gut on that one. So, my my question I wanted to to pose to the the crowd. Um, so I always have to temper my expectations and temper my I don't know what you want to call them. So he'll go out there and he'll do what he does and he'll play how he plays. And your brain almost kind of lapses on the fact that at the end of the day, they're eight-year-old kids. Um, you know, some of them on the team, it's a little easier to remember than others. But he was always the kid where, like, you'd kind of, if things were going poorly, you'd see the head hang, but then he could get right back into it and just mm, back in the in the saddle and, you know, go at it full force. And you know, we, we had a kid who, or, well, we still have the kid. He's still on the team who is younger. He is, he just made the seven mark in time for baseball. And when he would strike out, he would cry. And I'm talking like one of the first couple games in the spring, just full out like meltdown in left field. Yeah. So, and, you know, we, as coaches, we had to find, 
techniques to bring that back, to reel him back in, to kind of bring it back down, to get him back to like, look, it's one at bat. Like, come on, dude. Like, we got to push forward. Yeah. So I'd say in the last, not counting the couple of games where we lost really difficult games where, you know, it's a playoff situation. We're driving back and just fell short. Not counting that, like case in point, Tuesday night, um, he goes, or Saturday. Saturday was the best one. He had a pop-up in the infield, drops the ball, ball lands literally between his feet. All he had to do was just pick it up, soft toss to second, and he gets the out. So instead of getting the out from the kid who was going first to second, he gets the kid who would have been going, you know, or the pop fly, he gets the kid going from first to second. It's the same end result. Right. But he just pulls the hat down over his face, starts like tears coming down. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to say I lost my shit because I didn't lose my, like, I've definitely flown off the handle with him before at home. But like yelling from the side, like, dude, you got, you got to brush it off. Like you're so upset about missing a catch that you completely overlooked the fact that the ball is between your feet. You just had to go, here you go. Right. And Mm -hmm. you've still made a play. And one of the other coaches, like you have to calm down. Like you, 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 you yelling at him is not helping. And first of all, I want to look at him and go, fuck off. That's my kid, not yours. Yeah. But I, I, I then have to use it as like a, to a certain degree, he's right. I have to temper my expectations because he's, he's eight. Right. So, yeah. Well, I think there's also a time and a place, uh, you know, <clears throat> I seen recently videos of coaches really getting in the faces of kids. And I, I don't know, I just, I'm not that type of coach. Like there's a time to, and I think it's different with players. Like it, we've all been managers, right. Of, mm-hmm. of places. So it's like when you're disciplined, when you're taking disciplinary action against your employees or your, you know, whatever um, each employee is a little bit different. You got to handle them a little different. And it's kind of like coaching with kids. Like, you know what kids can take a little more criticism. You know what kids need to be a little softer with. And then I think, you know, in some cases it's like, you know, talk them up, talk them up. And then later down the line, uh, you know, in the dugout or on the sidelines or whatever, even maybe after the game, Hey, listen, you had a really good game. Um, I know we dropped that ball in left field and that's okay. That stuff's going to happen, but this is what you can do for next time, or this is what you should have done. You know, it's okay to be down on yourself. It's okay to be upset. Um, so that's how I kind of approach it. I'm not a screamer when it comes to that stuff, uh, but it's also different when it's your own kid. I just saw a TikTok yesterday. It's like, you know, me coaching other kids versus coaching my own kid. It was like, hey, Bobby, ground ball coming your way. Okay, great job. Get in front of it. Hey, Timmy, great ball coming your way. Get in front of it, right? Hey, Johnny, hustle up. Black. It hits the ball full speed at him. And like, Why don't you get in front of that ball? You know, so. Right. Like there's a different set of expectations and, and, and things like that when it's your own kid. And I think something we don't really maybe acknowledge too, is that that kid, your kid, right? My kid, if it's on a field, they're a representation of you. So it's like when, 
in the back of our minds, you know, like we don't have anything to prove, but we still want our kids to perform. And when they make a mistake or they make a mental error, they do something, you know, maybe most people don't care, but we think as the parent that, well, that kind of makes me look bad. Like he knows how to catch the ball or he knows he should be doing this right. You know? So it's like that added, you know, you know what? It's pressure. not even the catching of the ball or, or whatever. It's the, <laughs> well, the behavior immediate shutdown. Yeah. It's the tears. And it's like, I don't want to say the shit I talked afterwards, like how frustrated I got when the other kids did it. And now it's like, mm-hmm. now as frustrated as I got, this is now my kid doing it. And that's where I'm like, come on. And so I've now taken up the policy that moving forward, any game situations, I'm not speaking to my kid period other than great job or yeah, great job you'll get him next time yeah after the game you talk about it in the car right home or oh or at, or after at the home. game 100 percent. that's a yeah. that's a totally different scenario but in the game situation not a word right. nope. at that at that point you have to just be the coach in the game and then you could be the father afterwards and really get into you know all, all, all this not all the stats or whatever of the game the mm. proverbial getting his Proverb- ass yeah. So, boys, I want to kind of reel this in a little bit because we did get some feedback from our last episode, mm-hmm. um, you know, from some of the listeners and um, thought it might not be a bad idea to kind of touch, touch in, you know, just touch on some of the things that we, we hit on the last episode before we get into to, to circle today's, it back. So today's you, topic you, to bring it back. So you, you want to circle back to what we talked about on the last episode. Yeah. yeah All right. So bring it back. Listeners, I hope you're sitting down for this. We're going to circle it back now to uh, the ninth episode of Smoking Jays. Yeah. So, you know, we talked about legacy, right? <clears throat> and, and, you know, we talked about, like, people having kids and parents and, you know, why, why do we continue to do it? Like, me, I was just thinking, like, you know, when well, I'm having another kid, like, batshit fucking crazy. I already have three, right? But the, fir- the first two, Facts. They, yeah, they, uh, they're, they're close in age. Walker um he's sort of like the odd man and he's the youngest so we want to have one uh another one for him to be able to play with plus for those listeners that don't know we're split family so bella and johnny are from my first marriage um walkers from my current uh engagement i guess you could say because we're engaged um so we needed another another little person running around um my pocket didn't need it my sanity didn't need it but my little uh little boy walker needed it so um, talk about, you know, why other than being crazy, I think it was you, Johnny, that said, you know, it was, it was legacy. Right. Um, but one of our listeners was, was talking about, um, you know, there are different ways to leave a legacy, um, not necessarily even by having children, you know, and we talked about like the pet thing and like, you know, leaving legacies that way, like with adoption and stuff. But, um, I think it's important to point out that people that don't necessarily have kids or even people who don't carry on a name, right. Have that ability to leave, to leave their own legacy behind maybe by what they've accomplished in life. Right. Um, Maybe the things they did or, or um, you know, so so, something that they stood for. Um, I'm going to give a small example and it's just, it's, it's personal to me. Um, 
I have uh, a side business that I perform, you know, uh, hang Christmas lights, right? Holiday lights and decorations. I wasn't sure where that was going. I bet your um, side business you perform. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Jared. <laughs> so, so every year around this time, I had this one customer that would reach out to me, like, I mean, right after Labor Day. Hey, when are you coming to put the lights on the house? When are we going to do this? Like obsessed with the holidays. They love Halloween. The day after Halloween, that shit's down. Christmas lights are up. I'd be there November 1st every year putting up their lights. Well, um, I got a little late out to my calls this year. Um, You know, just been busy. And this particular person didn't uh, reach out to me right away, which I kind of thought was odd. And I, I had heard that her health was deteriorating and I known she had a stroke or whatnot. And the last couple of years have been tough and she hadn't been able to really speak last year. I didn't really see her at all. So it's just been getting worse, but I got a phone call um, a couple of weeks ago and I got excited because I, you know, thought, all right, it's time for these people to put the lights on our house. Um, and it was not the phone call I expected. Um, it turns out that, you know, my customer, uh, she wound up passing away and, um, so her daughter, who's the one that I've been really coordinating everything through over the years, uh, was the one that called me and let me know. But one of the things that she said to me, which really struck home, was like, they took Christmas and the holidays so seriously. I mean, they had a Christmas tree for every room in the house, a different like theme for every room in the house. And, you know, putting lights on the house was something that they've always wanted to do and they were never physically able to till they met me a few years back. Um, and it's something I would do for them every year and it wouldn't charge all that much. I knew they didn't have a lot of money. It didn't take me a long time. So whatever. Last year I did it sort of pro bono. They, you know, COVID and whatnot. And I was just like, I can't go through the holidays without these people having lights on the house. So I had another account in the area and I just did it. Um, and as it, as it would turn out, it was their last Christmas, um, together. And so one of the things she said to me was like, you have no idea how, much it meant to us and what it means to have had our last Christmas in the house with the lights, um, you know, with mom here. And that struck home for me. And it wasn't like this grand old gesture that I made. It was no big deal at the time to them. They will forever remember their last Christmas with mom and how beautiful the house looked with the lights. It was something that she, she was known for. Like she looked for it and I had a part to play in that. Now, to me, like that was touching and I thanked her. And I, of course, you know, was emotional about it. And I, I you know, said, I appreciate it, but I didn't think about how one small action, you know, selfless action on my part um, could lead to, I don't know if you want to call it a legacy, but you know, something like that. So I think that's important to remember that there are marks that you can leave on people's lives, no matter how, insignificant or small you may think it is that are life changers for other people yeah. um and, and it doesn't have to be a big deal you always hear people talk about um i hate the term because it sounds so stupid but the butterfly effect the yeah. butterfly flaps its wings blah 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 so even if even if that isn't say in their world that's not your legacy but you lighting up the house reminds them of why the holiday season is so important to their family. Right. And they all get back into the habit of getting together for the holidays, which then builds whatever their, you know, the, the 
matriarch patriarch's legacy to the family is how even through a difficult year, you know, aunt so-and-so or grandma pulled all of us back together. And that now becomes grandma's legacy. Right. That, like you said, you perhaps a small part, but you influenced that person establishing their legacy. So your legacy in a sense is part of helping someone else's legacy. Yeah. And I think what this person was trying to say, you know, in, you know, the feedback we got from that episode was exactly that. Like, no matter how big or small, you don't have to have kids or your family name to carry on to leave a mark on this world. So uh, just a message to, you know, that was out there, call it a little public service announcement. Like, you know, don't think that the things that you do don't matter. I mean, it could be, this is again, legacy standard, but Mm -hmm. like holding door for somebody and that, that, you don't know that person, that particular day, they could be having the shittiest day of their life and you holding the door for them might be something that they hold with them for forever. Like, you know what I mean? Or, or letting somebody go first at the grocery line um, because they've, you know, they're in a rush or something. I mean, there's a million examples out there. So I want to thank that person who will remain nameless uh, for the moment um, for, for, you know, giving us that, that feedback. But um And when we were talking about, you know, legacy with children, that was just, that's just literally like Johnny said, one aspect of, oh, of the course, legacy, yeah. you know, sure. you know, you could definitely leave legacies in multiple ways. Like what Johnny did with the Christmas lights, uh, Jared, you're a coach, you know, you might not realize how many, yeah. how many of your, you know, students, I'll call them, you know, you, you touch in, in, in different ways where they will take that stuff with you, with, with them through the rest of their life. You know what I mean? Not, not that kind of, we're not getting dirty like that, Jared. Come on. This, the, the, this show is PG sometimes um <laughs> but for like the you know, first 30 seconds for me I, I, I was an educator for 18 years you know i have students in music that are professional musicians now that i i see them online or even on tv sometimes like wow that kid is one of my students and to this day they will still mention my name as hey who who taught you who got you to where you were and they'll mention my name it's like wow that's a legacy that i left in a, you know in a yeah. different way in an education sense um <clears throat> so yeah I definitely didn't want, I don't want any more listeners to think that when, when I was harping on it last, uh, last episode that it's, oh, you have to have a kid to have leave a legacy. Everyone leaves legacies in multiple ways, whether it's big or small in friends, family, friendships, work, anything you could, there's always a legacy to be left. Absolutely. And that, and, and that story you shared is definitely, that's, that's definitely a portion of a legacy. You really, yep. you, you lit up their holidays. Wow. Oh man. So um on that listen, note, Jared. I, 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 yeah. So I know Jared's the host, right? Um but we're all hosts. There was a the, the well, you're like the head honcho host now uh, appointed. So mm. what the fuck is that? The, the big cheese. Is it like a is it one of the went, figure flapper puppets or something? I, no, like I that? went to sit down on the couch and there's this little stupid rubber alligator and it's just that's disturbing. Oh, I don't know why it made me laugh. So I, I wish our listeners could watch this video of you playing with this alligator on the screen. Yeah, so we're Maybe like I'll an find hour. a way to put it on Instagram. We're, we're an hour into this recording already. You guys realize? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I'd like to actually get to this topic because um, I had some uh, personally like you know, this topic is relatable to me in this past couple of weeks. Um, and we may have touched on it bits and pieces over the last 
you know, since you know, one of the last nine episodes that we've had. Um, but communication in the relationship. And there's a lot of different ways that we communicate. And for this particular topic, um, talking about how you express your wants and your needs, right? And how you prioritize them within a relationship. So I'm going to give an example as to where I think I want to go with this. All right. So let's just say you really are the type of person that your partner's happiness and your partner's desires and wants and needs and success is like paramount, right? That's your priority. Like all you want to do is make sure that that person is happy. If that person is happy, then, then you're happy. Right. Um, But what happens to you when you're not happy? And now you're taking all of that energy and all of that um, that you put forth towards somebody else's happiness. Um, At some point in time, your cup runs empty, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about the importance of communicating within a relationship and how it changes over the years from like just dating to maybe being engaged and and living this, the, the, the together life without kids. And then, and then that communication once, kids comes into play. Um, I've got a friend who is very much um, a giver, right? Um, I'll use the word selfless and thoughtful, and I'll use them properly this time. Um, but Thoughtless and selfful. Yes. yes. <laughs> at, but it's at their expense, right? Um, they're the ones that at the end of the day, they maybe made that other person happy and that other person does the things that they want to do and goes out with their friends and, you know, whatever. But there's, but because of that, there's been less interaction within the relationship. There's been um, less of this person's desires and needs being met because of all of the other things that have been going on. So it's become commonplace to where, Perhaps the other person in the, in the relationship, the partner, um, I want to say takes it for granted. It's just become the norm, right? When that person wants to go out, they go out. When that person wants to, I don't know, go, go here for dinner, they go there for dinner. And so um, I just, at what point, you know, do you, do you speak up on that in a relationship um, when it's starting to affect you? personally, right? When you feel like there's no room left for you. When do you do that is, is as soon as it doesn't feel right anymore, as soon as it feels like this is not the, all right. So let me, let me backtrack a little bit. You said, you know, the, out of the two parties, you got party A, party B, party B um, sees this as this is the norm now, right? Okay. I'm just going to go out and do whatever I want to do and then come back home. Yeah, because party. for so long, party A has just been like, okay, go ahead, you do yeah, this. Yeah, go ahead and okay, do this. Okay, yeah, right. it's not a problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. but now party A is home by themselves. Or, what about me? You know, what? It, it, what about mm-hmm. me? When do I get mine, right? And so party right. B maybe is, and, and party B is very, or party A is very simple, mm-hmm. right? Um, um, But now party B is like, well, what about, you know, what about me? I'm not right. difficult to please. I don't need much to be happy, but you know, at some point there needs to be a reciprocation. Um, and it's, and it's a very lopsided, you know, scenario. Right. Um, 
I, I believe at all times relationships, right? That, like they should be 50, 50, but they never are. Sometimes it's going to be 60, 40, 80, 20, right? But you got to be there. And, and this is what makes good relationships good. And what makes them work is that that other person, you know, can jump in and pick and pick that 20 up um, right. and bring it back to, to hundred percent. But now it's gotten to a point where I forget who the fuck is party A and party B, but now this person who has been kind of feeling I don't want to say neglected. That's not the right word, but feeling like they're not receiving as much. Um, right. Doesn't know how to necessarily open up that conversation. You know, the, the, is there is there really a right way to open it up? It's like, I hey, we, I, I mean, is I there, mean, do, do you just like, how go, do you into go with it? somebody? Because that could be blindsiding, right? Hey, so and so, listen, and and, they, and these people are together. They've been married a long time, mm-hmm. but you know, but now it's like, how do you open that conversation? in a sincere way, in a serious way, without making the other person feel bad, but also getting your point across to say, Hey, listen, I have, I have needs. I have things that I need in this relationship, not necessarily physical. Um, but, and, and these needs aren't being, aren't being met, mm-hmm. um, to, I to, think, to, to the degree I would like. I think no matter what it's going to come off to the other person, it's, it's going to be blindsiding to the other person regardless. Yep. Uh, whether whether you drag your feet and go, hey, yeah, I'm not, you know, I don't know. I've kind of been thinking about some things, but we'll talk about it another time. Or it's like, hey, listen, this is how I've been feeling. We need to sit and talk about this tonight. It's going to be blindsiding regardless when it gets to that point. Uh, I think I feel the best way to do it is to just come right out when you're not feeling like when you're not feeling right about it. Come right out and talk about it. And I'm saying this because I don't do that. And I I've been in situations where I was the person who dragged the feet because there's no fucking, there's no such thing as the right time to do it. It just has to happen when it's right for you. If it's something that's affecting you and your emotions and and your feelings, you got to do what's best for you. And that means you got to take care of it now and not wait. Again, not, I, I I, I don't like going back to, to my past, which kind of led me to where I am today, but five years of my life, I was in a situation where I didn't speak up. And to me, that was the norm. And I was in party A shoes where it's like, hey, what about me? And I didn't say shit until eventually it just blew up and went our separate ways. And it took five long years. Don't do don't make the mistake I made. If you if you're feeling that way, whoever, you know, to our friend who's listening, if you feel that way, speak up now. Listen, it's all the the conversation will only go as well as you deliver it as you the way right. you deliver your feelings is how the conversation is going to go. If you come off harsh and angry and upset right off the bat, it's not going to go well. You right. have to just, you have to be adult about it. Calm about it. There's no reason to get worked up about it. Listen, in this situation for both parties, emotions are going to run high, but you got to make sure you reel it back in. And have that adult conversation so it doesn't get out of hand because the, the point is to come out of the conversation with a solution or at least some type of um, direction, some kind of direction or process to to come to a solution. You know, so you have to make sure the conversation has a result. What is your desired result? Make sure you work to that in this conversation. Right. And I think I, it's also I'm sorry, yeah, Jim. I was going to say, you also have to, a good portion of the adult aspect of the conversation is feeling out your audience too. 
-hmm. like having the ability to not only, like you said, deliver it appropriately, but temper it. So temper it. So as you get into the conversation, you know, like you said, there's no, there's no great time and they're going to feel blindsided and, you know, depending on the severity of how they, because it's, it's also a perspective thing, party A, B, whoever, um, could feel so blindsided that they immediately just slam on the defenses and, Mm. and get very defensive and territorial about it or, it's delivered properly and they're open to the conversation, but having that awareness of how it's being responded to, like seeing that, okay, this is go, it's, it's going, let's, you know, let a little more slack out a little more, ooh, 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 bring it back, bring it back. Mm-hmm. Okay. A little more, little, like not just throwing the whole thing out there and saying, here you go, deal with it. Right. And you don't want to approach it accusatory you don't want to be accusing the other but hey this is what you're doing hey this is how i'm feeling how can we how can we find this happy medium how can we how can we meet in the middle somewhere you know don't come off accusatory because then it's not going to end well yeah and i and i think that this person um you know is you know when they when they have this conversation with with their spouse uh, you know it shouldn't be ill-received. I mean, that person's a very level-headed individual. Um, I feel like that person will listen. I feel like that person is going to understand, um, even if they're blindsided. I just, um, I, I wanted to stress to my friend that it, it's important to just not hold back. Like, if you're going to have that conversation, have that conversation and, and let those feelings out, but let it all out there. Don't leave out bits and pieces make sure you express how you're feeling and why you might be feeling that way. And it's, it's not even necessarily any one person's fault, but I did say that that person, you know, there is some blame to be placed there because they've let it go on this way for so long. And it, and in the beginning, maybe not knowing how they felt about it, but even after they realized that they felt that like they were losing a piece of themselves they still continued to put out and give to make sure that that other person was happy, which was in turn doing damage to them, right. you know, because it was just like, like it's just like, like sucking the life out of you. You know what I mean? Um, so I think that's important to, to take away too, is you just got to go. Um, you just got to go in there and have that conversation. And, and as difficult as it might be, um, look, there is nothing wrong with being honest. All right. Um, and, and upfront. And, and now I'm, you know, kind of, kind of transition that into what happened to me personally, you know, just this week, um, with Emily and I, we, um, we get along great. We love each other. Everything is, is wonderful, but there are times where we will, um, argue about something or we'll disagree on something or whatever. Um, and it'll just fucking blow up. I mean, it'll it, like DEFCON 5. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with like mannerisms because there are certain things like behaviors, facial expressions that she might make when I'm feeling in some, some type of way that just when I see it, it, it like lights a fire under me, uh, inside me. And then so then I react a certain way, which is 
not beneficial at all to what's happening because then that lights her fire. And then it's just, instead of just having a discussion about whatever it is we were trying to have a discussion about it, it becomes this full-blown fucking argument. Um, and it doesn't happen. It doesn't explode often. Um, but the arguments themselves, even if it's nitpicking, uh, are, are frequent enough to where we had to have a serious conversation because it's unhealthy. Um, we love each other, but sometimes we don't love the way we talk to each other or the way that we express ourselves to one another. And, you know, I was trying to make a point about one thing and she was trying to make a point about another thing. And we just didn't necessarily see eye to eye. The problem we have is that none of us, neither one of us could keep our cool long enough to where we actually hear and listen and understand what the other person is saying and where they're coming from. And it got emotional. And so I finally was like, all right, well, this is not going well. And so let's talk. She's like, I just want to talk to you. And I'm like, okay, talk about what? And it was way deeper than what we were even arguing about. The whole us flipping out on each other was stemmed from so many other little things that have added up um, that I wasn't aware of or wasn't paying attention to. And I don't know if I'll go as far as to say postpartum depression, but, but I think that there's some level of that, right? Like I'm probably airing way too much or way more than I should. But when, when we started this podcast, as fun as it is, I always said that if I was going to talk about something, I felt like I needed to talk about it. And it's in, in, in full, like you can't hold back bits and pieces and talk on a topic. So we, before we had Walker, um, even with the other two kids, we were active. We did things. We went places, went to the movies, went out to eat. We did all kinds of things. We were also both working um, outside of the home. Since COVID, um, and it just so happened to have been right around the time where Emily was about five months pregnant or so, six months pregnant, um, she stopped working. So for a year and a half now, She's been home every day um, and she's not an athlete. She's not an active type. She hates working out. She hates do, like her activities and her activeness came from going to work. Um, and she worked two jobs. One was a waitress. One is a medical assistant. She was always on her feet. She was always talking to somebody, talking to people, communicating, socializing um, through the workplace. And she lost that, then had a baby. And now, even though I'm working from home, She's with the baby all the time. I'm here and I can help. And after work, I probably could help more. But then there's so many things that I still need to do besides work um, with whatever is going on with our other kids and their activities or things that need to get done around the house that she might be too tired to do or not have the time to do because the baby's pulling at her. Try to wash the dishes or do a load of laundry with a toddler that's crawling at your ankles, whining for you to pick them up. Right. It's, it's, it, you can't get shit done. And so, and like, you know, I'm not with him in my arms 24 seven, um, but she almost is. And so you couple that with losing your social life, with not eating healthy, with not being able to leave your, your, well, I would say not being able to leave your house, but not leaving your house. Cause you have nowhere to go. It's not like you're going to work. You don't have a job to go to um, full time anymore. And so, it's really weighed down on her. And, you know, she'll tell me 
she'll give me like little clues here and there, like, oh, I just don't feel right today. Or I don't feel myself today. And that's been something that's been like kind of a normal thing for her as long as I've known her. So I don't know the difference sometimes between her just not having a good day and her really not having a good day. Um, because she puts on the face. She, she puts on her mommy pants and she does what she needs to do. She's fucking awesome at it. I, I honestly, like, like Walker's got 10 teeth. He's 13 Jesus. months old. Like wow. he went through a period where he just fucking cried and whined every day for like weeks because he was teething or he didn't feel well. And then he was sick, you know? And so she just deals with it. Um, but then the slightest little thing will, will, will set her off. And I won't say set her off to like, like crazy nuclear status, level. like nuclear. Yeah. No, it'll <laughs> set her off to where like she might stomp her feet when she gets up or she might, like slam the door. She might just like, I don't know. She'll, she'll like sigh really loudly. And me, I try to be like, then I'm on the defensive. So I'm like, what's the matter? What do you need? What, you know? And then she gets snippy with me and then I get defensive. I'm like, what the fuck did I do? Mm -hmm. You know, but then the way I communicate to her and my tone, when I say that, that sets her off. Right. Downhill. Right. Like big fucking pile of shit with rocks. Um, so we had a really long conversation and it, it's one of those things I think all relationships and couples need to have like throughout their relationship. Um, communication, I cannot stress enough, is important. Expressing your needs and wants, expressing what's going on with yourself, expressing why you might be feeling a certain way. Even if you don't know, try to express that to the person that you're with because I'm not a fucking mind reader. Right. Like, like I, I don't know that you're feeling this way or why you're feeling this way, unless you communicate that to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I tried to tell you because of this and I try to tell you, well, trying to tell me and actually telling me are two different things. And you don't know what, had I known that maybe you were feeling this way, you know, maybe in the back of my mind, I would behave a little bit differently. And that sounds kind of shitty because it's like, well, why you're only going to behave that way because you know, she feels some type of way about it. Right. But but maybe I need a, a, a kick in the ass or maybe I need a reality check or maybe I need to adjust the way I behave or the, the tone of my voice or how I talk, whether it be to her or to my kids or just in general, maybe, maybe I'm out of line, right? So it's just a, kind of like a, a reset button. If you guys talk in your relationship, you hit that reset button, which kind of brings everything back down to level level mm-hmm. zero, right? And And now we can have a conversation. So immediately- I, you know, held her in my arms and we both cried a little bit. And I was like, listen, like I got you no matter what, no matter what you're feeling or what you think you might be going through, you know, whether it's this, that, or the other thing, like you just need to talk to me. And, you know, this year has been tough. Like she lost one of her really good friends, like a, like a best friend, not like tragically, like they, they broke up. This girl was a total fucking bitch. Um, kind of self-centered would make, would, would project everything onto you, make you feel like it was your fault, your fault, your just a bad friendship. And, and she was in it for way too long. It kind of reminded me of your, your last relationship, John, like yeah. um, where she was just in it too long. And finally she's like, you know what? I'm fucking better than this. I'm, I'm, I, I deserve better than this. I don't, I don't, you know, I'd rather not have any friends that friends like you. And she fucking put the kibosh to it. But now like that was her person. You know, that's who she would talk to about everything. 
Mm-hmm. So you lose that. Um, you lose a little bit of yourself. And then you pile all the other stuff that I alluded to on top of it. Um, sometimes in this world, all we've got when we're in a relationship with one person is that one person. Um, so a little bit of understanding, a little bit of listening and communication uh, goes a long way. And, and I think that that's, you know, it ties into all levels. I mean, not just in marriage, but, you know, early on, like you got to express what you want and what you feel. And like, I'm, we talked about love languages and I'm very physical and, you know, sometimes things aren't, aren't very physical in a relationship. And, but I'm the type of physical, like on a regular basis, physical, and I'm not necessarily just talking about sex or sexual things. I'm a very touchy feely, you know, type of guy, like I, uh, the touch and sometimes she's not feeling it. And our time is very limited because of all our crazy schedules with the kids. And so for me, I'm just like, well, looking at all the opportunities that we might have to be together. And I start thinking ahead, like, okay, well, Mm -hmm. we don't have the kids on this day, or we don't have to go racing on that day. You know, we could sleep in, we could do this, we could do that. So in my mind, I kind of build this up. Right. But I don't communicate that to her. And then when things don't work out the way I think that I want them to, then I'm in in a mood and I'm some type of way but they might not be working out or she might not mm-hmm. be interested in being physical or, or doing those things that I want to do because of how she's been feeling, but I don't fucking know. Right. So it's just a real like crazy, like double-edged sword catch 22, but it all can be addressed by talking, by communicating. And so, you know, I'm sorry, Jared, hold on no, one, one second before go you it. go. What, while Johnny's talking about this, Jared, you and I, we're sitting here, we're nodding our heads, agreeing with it with Johnny. We're like, yeah, because you know what? Because we've experienced the same, you know, very similar situations. We, it's funny how us as men, we we do, we look at the opportunities, you know, like, you know, in this situation, we're talking about physical touch, you know, we'll use that as an example. We look at the opportunities for you and, and your significant other to be together. Um, but it's not necessarily what they have. It might not necessarily be their agenda at that right. moment. You know, right. when that time comes, I like, hey, the baby seat. Great. We're going to go do the laundry, go to the store. We're going to do this, <laughs> take out the garbage, do the dishes. It's like, but hey, we have like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Let's <laughs> go. Uh, you know, we can get a lot done in that time, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, again, communication is key. But I think a lot of what we're talking about here is targeting We'll go back to party A, the person who um, is letting these things happen and not speaking up about how they feel. But we also have to talk to party B, because even though communication is key, listening and accepting, I'm sorry, not accepting, receiving the information being given to you is also key. It's how you receive this is what's going to help. Because again, it's a two-way street here. I can communicate and tell you all fucking day till I'm blue in the face. This is how I feel. This is how you're making me feel. This is how, this is why I think we need to change. But if you're not going to receive it and accept what, what is being said to you and go, you know what? Light bulb clicked off. You're right. We do need to fix this. Then you're going to be at a stalemate. So party B, if you are in that party B situation, Cardi B, okay, Unique. I was going to say, not not to be confused with Cardi B. Oh, man. Um, you, you, but you need to keep your ears open and listen. Listen intently. These are, these are important adult conversations that people that are in relationships have to have. Whether you're 
just dating and your boyfriend, girlfriend, if you're engaged, if you're married, if you have kids, no kids, whatever, these conversations have to happen, but it's a two-way street. Party A has to communicate well, party, and party B needs to listen and receive the information. I think, too, sometimes <clears throat> you, you got you to gotta be able to pick up on the nonverbals, too. Right. And I think that like, in, so I'll use my, my situation as the example, right. There's probably been plenty of nonverbal clues as to how she's been feeling, whether it's been like, Hey babe, you want to go fool around? And then she might be like, okay, well, I take that as, Oh, well, like you're not into me. You're not in the mood. Or what's the deal. But for her, it's like, she doesn't want to let me down, but in her mind, the fucking dishes are stacking up. The laundry stacking up. Um, there's been a hundred things that have already there's happened. There's a hundred other things that maybe that, maybe right. for her, she just wants to take that ten or twenty minutes and and enjoy some peace and quiet. Well, mm-hmm. let's not also forget that there's so many things that happen too when you have kids that don't get done. So it's so hard to feel like you accomplished anything over the course of a day. Like yeah. I see it now. Like <clears throat> I'll 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 go. And I'll do all the dishes. I did seven loads of laundry this weekend because we went a couple weeks without doing laundry. And I found out we have way too many fucking clothes. I'm going through everything and throwing it all out, um, d- donating it, whatever. Like I wear the same seven things all the time. Like I work from home, gym shorts and, and dry fit shirts. Like what do I need? You know, and I've been holding on to a lot of stuff too. Like, but just unnecessary shit that it's more stress. Like, and I think about it, it sounds silly, but like, like silverware and bowls and plates, like, we got like 15 dinner plates. There's four of us. Why? It just creates more crap for us to have to do. You know, think about how I can simplify things um, around the house because it's almost impossible to get things done. And then when you've got a little one crawling around, you know, as soon as you pick up all the Cheerios, there's 20 more fucking Cheerios on the ground. So you'll never find all of them. You'll never find all the Cheerios. You'll, oh, you'll find them fucking moldy and like dusty and that's still not all of them yeah <laughs> um you'll find them when you take your couch apart when you go to move it's like oh that's where that pack of gummy bears went so um that's still open and like fermenting yeah. in in my couch so um yes welcome to to parenthood but nonverbal communication is just as if not more important than verbal communication you got to be able to pick up on those context clues and and you know like being in a relationship, like you should know that person better than, than anybody. Right. Like, so, you know, how they're Very feeling, true. you know, what this, what this facial expression means or what that body language means. Um, don't ignore that. Um, act on it. So, and I'm speaking to myself here too. Like I know when she's had a long day, we, right before this podcast, we've been watching Goliath on uh, Amazon prime or on season four. And it just came out you know, a few weeks ago and we're trying to marathon through it. And wanted to get a couple episodes in before the podcast, and it's nine o'clock, and she's like, "Going this." I'm like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And and she's like, "I just can't keep my eyes open." It's nine o'clock, but she was up at five forty-five, took a shower, you know, went went to work all day. She doesn't work full time, and she's she's part time, so you know, she's on her feet eight, nine, ten hours, whatever, straight. Um, then comes home, and then it's it's me and baby and, and whatever else. So um, just pay attention, you know, not, not you guys, but everybody. Yeah. And it's funny. You, you actually 
um, started the crank turning to circle back and bring it back um, to the point I was going to make before. Um, a critical part of communication and the nonverbal portion ties into it is reading and knowing that person, that other person's nonverbal cues and things mm. of that nature. Like I, I can certainly say that I'm, if I get to that point, I have a very long line of even keel and right before I'm about to really go off, which it, it's a long road to get to that point. But I dip down real drastically and I shut down hard. And I'm like, mm -mm, nope, nope. And just recently had that situation. What happened? Nothing happened. Or, or not nothing happened. It was what happened? It's over. Don't worry about it. No, but what happened? It's over. Don't worry about it. Like I was in that point where I knew that I was dipping into this is that shutdown point before I blow the fuck up. So in my shutdown, that's where I all systems power down and I close off so that I can just kind of woosah, come back to even keel and I'm good. And especially if it's stupid or trivial or, or not meaningful at all, I'm more apt to just go into shutdown mode because it's like, look, it's not worth rehashing. It's not worth me talking about because it's going to get me more fired up and okay. it's going to push me beyond that shutdown point. So it's over. It's done with. No, See, but I have a happened? hard time with that what getting staying at that shutdown point yeah well like we're shutting the conversation down like we're like for like the other day when this all happened with them and i was you know i we constantly are trying to one-up each other an octave because we feel like we need to be heard and the only way we're going to be heard is by screaming at one another until the other one just stops screaming so um you know and, and again most of the time it's over stupid shit but it's like i say this out whatever and then She'll get a little louder, then I'll get a little louder. And it's not on purpose. It's just how it goes. And then eventually she'll just be like, nope, I'm done. That's enough. Stop. Right. She wants to get that shutdown mode. And that aggravates me because I'm like, no, like I, I still want to scream and yell and kick, you know, not literally, but you know, I, I still want to, I want to get my point across. And I, you know, and sometimes it's probably just not worth it to try to get your point across in that moment because no. nobody's listening. Now we did finish the conversation, but it took us both really just shutting up for a few minutes and like her saying, I don't want to talk anymore. And, and then me saying, well, look around us, Helen, you know, we're in a threshold of hell. I, I, I just, that reference. Um, so we, we, um, so we, you know, we, we just realized it's very difficult for us to have moments alone where we can actually talk. And so that was a moment that we had and we couldn't squander it. So we, um, you know, we took a minute, took our breaths, we sat there, we reset, and then we talked and we had a discussion and, you know, it's a turning point, I think. Mm -hmm. 
And, and also, don't be afraid to have these discussions because when you do have the discussions and you do come, you do meet in the middle, you get that desired result that you're hoping you can get, you get that sense of fulfillment. You know, you, you feel very, um, what's the word? You feel very satisfied. And, and that, that's vindicated. always vindicated. It's always a good feeling too, that you feel like, you know what, I accomplished something or we accomplished something together. And that is also a big moment in any relationship. Go, hey, you because know, you we, we did that together. You grow as you're growing exactly, in that you grow moment. as people. That's, that's yep. the, right. And and sometimes, you know, a relationship that's been, I don't want to say stagnant, or I wouldn't say our relationship has been stagnant, but there hasn't been there, you know, we haven't had we have had a lot go on. We had a baby, we announced our engagement, we're we're now pregnant again. She's pregnant again. But like there's been a lot that's gone on. So it hasn't been stagnant, but all of this hustle and bustle. And like you add in my daughter's dance on top of it and Johnny's racing on time. We're always go, 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 go. It was almost like her and I got stuck in a spot plateaued. Right. And everything else took precedence and priority over our relationship and our communication within our relationship. And I, it's not, this isn't, fair to say um and and i've I've brought it up to her a couple of times because um it scares me but it's true i've been through it right i'm divorced and i think back many times as to what led to the divorce and it wasn't this or that or the other it was a number of things but there were periods in that relationship where we've plateaued and things were stagnant and we would get on each other and we would irritate each other. And we didn't grow as people with like, I don't know what the word is, but like with each other within the relationship, right? We grew as individuals, um, but we didn't communicate. So we didn't grow together. And so we, things got left behind. And then there are times in this relationship with Emily where there's, there's just little snippets of that feeling, right. That I feel. And I'm like, like, we got to correct this now because this is where it starts. And, and I, I think- know because I was there and I, and I brought it up and she's not, she's like, well, I hate when you do that. I'm like, all right, I'm sorry. I don't mean to bring that up, but, but it's true. Like I can recognize it now, whereas I couldn't before. And I think it's important that when you recognize something, it doesn't feel right. Um, You've got to address it. You're a huge part of that is your awareness, your cognizance of, okay, seen this before and I know where this goes, but not only the awareness of it, but the desire to course correct. Yeah. Because if it was truly heading down that path, then it would be, I'm not going to course correct. I already know where this shit's going. Leave it on autopilot let it burn. Right. You know, you're actively saying I, I have seen this plot before and I'm not going to rewrite this movie. We're going to make a new one. Right. So, I mean, she should not that I almost said she needs to, she should take some comfort in the fact that you are attempting to course correct early and not just let it burn. Yeah. And, and, and I don't think, and I think she does. And I also don't, 
you know, deep down, like I know we won't go down that path and, and I, I'm not going to let it happen because I'm not going through it again. Um, I can't afford that child support though. Um, hmm. But nor do I want to, you know, and I didn't right. want to get divorced. I didn't want my marriage to fail. I didn't want to see my kids half the time that I used to. Nobody, Nobody wants does. to fucking do that. Yeah. Right. But it was the lack of communication in that marriage over the period of years and lack of expressing wants and needs on both ends and then acting on them and, and reciprocating and acknowledging and paying attention to nonverbal communication um, that ultimately, you know, led to actions that took place that led to, you know, the dominoes fell. So um, not going to rehash that, but dominoes. not, <laughs> I could go for a freaking, uh, you know, whatever. Don't do it. Oof. Yeah. 40 pounds. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, we already know what I had for dinner today. We already got done talking about dad bods. You know what I had earlier today? Lobster rolls. Ooh. All right. They have a lobster roll truck in the parking lot. That's terrible. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It's a food truck, bro. They have these food trucks over in Bridgewater by the uh, PetSmart and the Target and the Trader Joe's. I forget what that plaza is called. They have a a lobster roll food truck. That's crazy. Really, really good. I'm just, I fucking love food, man. Dude, clam chowder tater tot. I'm over here talking about how I now I have high cholesterol and I'm overweight and I'm over here clam so, having clam chowder tater tots and uh, lobster rolls. So Jared, so Jared's lucky, right? Like Jar- Jared's wife is is fit. You know, after her two kids, she like mm-hmm. hit the gym hard, went back, and got like got back in shape, um, and she was never unfit really. Like she just had a couple of kids and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, hit the gym, tightened it up. Jared lost a ton of weight. Uh, over the years and hit the gym, did the boot camps, right? Um, you're still maintaining that for the most part. Now you're active with your kids um, playing sports. So naturally that's going to take place. Johnny is heading down the path that I went down um, some eight or nine years ago. Um, and, and, and now I look, man, flash forward, you know, this is what you got to look forward to. Um, but, oh man, I got to start making some better choices. Like I, I, I'm going to be 40 next December. And I've been saying it for three years. When I turn 40, I want to be in, in, I probably not the best shape of my life, but I want to be, I don't want to look 40, right? you know, and I, but here's the most important. I don't want to look 40 and feel 60. My scale tells me how old I am based on my body. weight. Like my body. It's fucking ridiculous. I actually think I could probably look it up now. I'm pretty sure my scale, my body's age is somewhere around 61. Jesus. I would yeah, throw that yeah, scale right out the fucking window. Because I don't need that kind like of negativity shoes, in my it life. Says, it, it's, it's, a, it's a Jung. I don't know. It's, it's from overseas. But it was programmed by um, somewhere overseas. And it's, the scale talks to you. It says on the app, take off your shoes. And you get on and it says... And it tells me this is the first time I weighed myself. Oh my God. In probably like a year. So it says this scale is incorrect. <laughs> Please take off your shoes and remeasure. 
<laughs> I'm like, no, bitch, that scale's right. I'm 40 pounds heavier right. than I was the last time I got on it. But the scale thought that it was broken, that there was something wrong because mm. I gained so much weight since the last time I logged in on, on my users. So, oh, um, damn, are you a fat? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but, um, but no, man, you got to make those, those better decisions, you know, just yeah. getting back in the, the, the grand scheme of like just eating, eating, I don't even say eating better, just eating smarter. Like, like mm-hmm. I wouldn't say like I binge eat or anything like that, but they're like, there's times like I'll forget that I didn't have dinner and I'm getting ready to go to sleep and I'm like fucking starving. Oh, so I'll right. go to the fridge and I'll just fucking <clears throat> whatever's there. I'll just, mm-hmm. I'll heat it up. I'll eat it. And I'll be like, oh, all right, and, good. Go and to one sleep. of the worst things you could do is eat, eat and then go to right. sleep. Yeah. It just sits there, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't know. <clears throat> I, I've done the whole, and this is my method, right? Get up. I'll eat breakfast. You know, it'll be, this is how I'm going to lose the weight. Get up, have my glass of water right away. Eat, eat my balanced breakfast, whatever that is. Snack in little portions throughout the day. Try to get off the carbs. Try to get off the soda. Um, limit, you know, the bad shit. Um, not eliminate it, but limit it. And my biggest thing is just don't fucking eat after like seven o'clock. Yeah. Like I wouldn't o'clock, eat after o'clock. six. Yeah. So um, hard though, because I'm a night owl. <clears throat> Stay up. I mean, look, it's mm-hmm. 11 o'clock. I ate at six o'clock tonight. After this podcast, I'd be fucking devouring whatever's left in my fridge. Right. Um, so one of the things that I picked up from the boot camp place was um, intermittent fasting. So does that mm-hmm. shit work for real? Yeah, I, I did it for a while, and it definitely worked. Yep, definitely. So worked. you're some you're, other people have done it. You're not. I mean. I was supposed to hold out till noon and I could never, right. you can't, you can't eat till like, noon. And then what at like seven o'clock, you got to stop like six, six. So from which 12 is why, to six, you do whatever. And then six till noon see, the next day. That, yeah. that, that, that could be different. Cause when I did it, I didn't eat anything past 9 PM. I would, I would still eat whatever I could again. Cause my schedule always had me eating dinner late. I yeah. wasn't having dinner until six thirty, seven thirty at night sometimes. So right. for me, nine o'clock was my cutoff. So between nine p.m. and twelve p.m. the next day would be my fasting, and then at twelve oh one, I would have my Dunkin' Donuts. So and then <laughs> I got myself all all seven donuts. <laughs> you get you get your body into a routine, so your body knows that okay, six o'clock I'm I'm taking in dinner, and I'm not eating again till that next morning. So it's why like right now if I, if if I don't eat by six o'clock, I'm a miserable fuck because I'm starving. Like my body is saying, hello, hello, like now McFly. So I'll eat. And then if I go at like seven, eight o'clock and I go to eat something else, it's like, no, yeah, no. Mm. It's why I don't bother making anything because I'll, you know, take two bites of it. And my body's like, Oh, now, I'm after six o'clock, though, you can have like water or whatever, right? Like, yeah, you yeah, you can always. So that's a very good point. Um, along with that, and I think part of what really helped the intermittent fasting process is drinking a gallon of water a day. It's a lot of fucking water. It's a, it is a lot of water. And I'll tell you, you get your, if you do like your fitness tracking, your step counting and all that. You get a lot of steps during the day from walking to and from the bathroom a hundred times because right. you're constantly. I thought I was just getting older. And also, um, staying hydrated is not never a bad thing. If if you're pissing and your piss is clear, that means you're hydrated. Correct. Yes. 
and you're you're flushing out a lot of the crap that sits in your body yep that um is what holds that in so i mean that's another thing you can you know you do you do an initial detox which do that on a weekend where you don't have to go to the track and you can <laughs> stay at home because yeah. a, a lot's coming out and then from that point put that as your start point and go right into your water and your your intermittent fasting and all that um but the the smart choice is really a huge thing like going to um we the uh tuesday our boss is like come on we're we're going to lunch i got okay so we went to a little columbia place right on the main street right by our our office and I'm looking at all, and they're all getting like, oh, it's like a fried this and a, a deep fried that and a, you know, battered this and a battered that. It's like that. my kind of place. <laughs> right. So I ended up getting um, grilled grilled chicken with the salad and the avocado and put, mm, they had- Like a Baja salad. A, yeah. And it, they called it like a hot sauce that you put in. And it wasn't like legit hot sauce. It was like- like a, a hotter salsa, basically. Um, put that on top for, you know, to give a, a good heat to it. And it was fantastic. And it, it it was honestly the healthiest thing on the entire table. And by the time I was done, there was like carrots and tomatoes and mm. cucumbers and corn. And by the time, like I didn't even, there was still some a little bit in the bottom of the bowl and I just couldn't get through it. Um, but I didn't hate myself an hour later. I had something very similar about a week or two ago at the track. There's a, there's a, like a shooting range, a gun club, and they have a you know bar kind of like a VFW type thing where you got to be a member, right? whatever, but they got some really good and inexpensive food and the burgers are awesome. Um, but I was trying to like behave and the, the healthiest thing on their menu was something just like that. And they called it a Baja chicken salad and it you know um avocado and peppers and black beans and tomatoes and onions and cheese and whatever and um i mean there was a lot of it and i fucking finished it some fat but i mean i really did want that burger but i also felt good about you know that i didn't make a terrible decision when it comes to the food but i think the biggest problem that i have is just i don't ever have anything in the house like prepared like when, you know, when I do food shopping, legit food shopping, and we cook and we prepare things, then I've got healthy shit. But most of the time, you know, it's just a bunch of crap. That that yeah. that's the hardest part is the meal prep, and I, and that has definitely been successful for a lot of people who, who who are in good shape. Meal prep though is time consuming. You have to have the discipline to go shopping, buy the right groceries, and then take the time when you're home to prep yeah. for the and, week. And guess what? I have none of. <clears throat> Grocery time, right? Yeah, I, was, I didn't have time to go grocery shop. We we did the the shop from home, the shop right thing, go pick it up thing for right. a while. Um, you know, that was that was pretty cool. But again, that's one of those things that that, that Emily would do. Like, I'm you know, if I'm working, she'll during the day, she'll go grocery shopping, and it just adds to the plate, mm-hmm. you know, things that she's got or adds to the things that she's got on her plate. You know, everyone slice it, but um, I don't know, it's just about. I just got to balance it. Got to yeah, figure I mean, it out. Is it, is it something that 
I mean, I know sometimes when we would go grocery shopping, it actually ends up becoming stressful, but I mean, is it something that like the two of you could go and do? And I mean, it's not really much of a date night really, but I mean, <laughs> it's gotten to that point though, where like, Hey, we want to spend some time together. Let's go to Walmart. You know what I mean? Right. Let's go to ShopRite. Let's, <laughs> yep. you know, we, I had to go to the track yesterday to pick up the trailer. Cause um, we had a big race over the weekend and there was like a hundred and something trailers there and it was kind of tied in. So I, was, I just left it mm-hmm. for the weekend and we had to go back. She's like, I'll come with you just to get out of house and spend some time together. Yeah. But um, which is also not a bad thing, but um, yeah, no, that's, that's a good idea. Um, especially if we can leave, leave little man, you know, with her mom for an hour or so, uh, so we can go get the food shopping done. But um, that's the, that's the best, you know, that's the battle right there. You know, it's the first part of, you know, just getting the right food in the house. If you don't have the cookies, the cookies, you won't eat fucking cookies. For right. me, and that's, dude, yeah. I, so I'm terrible with soda. I mean, Jared, you know, I mean, I fucking Mountain Dew all day and, and root beer and Dr. Pepper. And like, I'm all we'll jacked we'll up get on the, Mountain Dew. <laughs> we'll go get the cans, but you can't buy one 12 pack of cans because it's like $4. If you get two, then it's two for six. So you got to get 24 cans of soda. Um, and then it's every three hours I'm in the fridge. I'm thirsty instead of drinking that glass of water. You know, I, I could legit consume. We get pizza. I always get like a two liter bottle of soda with it. And I will finish that two liter bottle of soda before the next day is over. Just right. me. Because it's so fucking good. And I love well, it. here, here's a good way to start getting back into the swing of things. Johnny, first thing to do is you have to reset. And it's always good to take a little vacation. All right. And after Halloween, one of the best places, the hot spots that the ghosts like to go is Malibu. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I had to get that. I see, you. I see what you did there. You. But, uh, I said I was going to get at least one more in tonight. But uh, but guys, I was thinking for a good topic for the next episode could be uh, cosmetic surgery. I don't know if this you know, is I would topic. love to talk about that. Actually, <clears throat> You know, cosmetic surgery used to be such a taboo subject, but now you can talk about Botox and no one raises an eyebrow. Oh, <laughs> oh. Fantastic. Killing it tonight, bro. Yo, Jared, you just, you, you're getting dethroned. Yeah, you are uh, you are definitely uh, fall, falling behind, bro. What I don't actually, no, 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 no. That's actually that wouldn't wouldn't have been a bad topic, but don't don't do it. Don't do what? Well, what is that you think I'm gonna do? I swear to God, if I hear baby shark, I'll mute you. <laughs> well, well, Jared, I think it's about the time for you to take us home. So uh, while the music is playing in the background, why don't you take yeah. us home? I would ask the skeleton to do it, but he doesn't have the guts. Oh. So <laughs> um, I, that, I, I definitely agree. That's a good point to uh, bookmark our evening. Um, definitely. You know, that's the outro. I, I no. friggin' better be. No, this, this definitely the title of the episode. <laughs> I think so. I'll find I'll find a hundred and one better outros than Baby Shark. I promise you. Um, well, then we're gonna keep listening to it now. Then. Do 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 Daddy Shark. Do 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 Daddy Shark. That's them um, sultry, right. sultry bass tones. All right, oh, bro. Jesus Christ. So, Take us home, Jared. Um, first thing I will bring up as I bring it on home and circle it back. 
um, I couldn't help but notice that picture uh, of Matteo Luca. Uh, was he wearing some fourth wall uh, merch? Yes. He got, the, he got on the onesie? Yes, I, of course I did. He's, uh, yeah. Mateo's rocking you know, the fourth wall uh, pop so, network so onesie. I went through that stuff. If, That's if awesome. You were, if you were looking to get him a smoking Jays onesie, do it. Is there a, a place that one could go to to get a Smoking Jays onesie? You know, it's funny you ask because there is. There's actually a place called the Fourth Wall Swag Shop found at tpublic.com. You could find the link to our store in our link tree, which you can find in the description of this episode and also in our bio at anchor.fm slash fourth wall pop. Hey, Jer- and- hey, Johnny, I'm sorry. Can you just say that one time? It's it's called the what? It's the it's fourth the wall, fourth wall swag shop. So one more mm. time for those that don't know what it's called. Fourth wall swag shop. Swag. So if you want okay. that swag, oh, thank you. You got to head over to mm. tpublic.com and go rep the brand at fourth wall pop. Thank you. Thank you. And, and, you know, that's a great way to support the show, but uh, rumor has it. There's actually another way to support the show. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, you know, if they want to support these lavish, fantastic beards that we do have, um, <laughs> I believe that there are three tiers of support through Anchor listener support, and that that would be uh, ninety nine cents, four ninety nine, and nine ninety nine a month. That, that is correct. You are on a roll tonight, Jared. I I, th- I thought so. I, I like to ensure that I have correct information. Um, You've done this before, do, haven't you? Um, maybe, maybe, <laughs> and and they would do that through anchor.fm um, slash fourth wall pop slash fourth wall pop, which that link is that available in the link tree? That is also available in our link tree mm. link, mm. which again can be and, found in the description of this episode or in our bio at anchor.fm slash fourth wall pop. As you're enjoying and and obviously subscribing to our fantastic show here on your favorite podcast streaming platform um are there other shows that they could listen to there is a google of other shows a plethora a buffet if you will of other shows on this network uh producing content in pop culture and in lifestyle there is something for everyone here on the network everything from the smoking jays and views from up here to pop culture collective crossroads and big heck and weight adventures and so much more Yep. And, and if, if somebody's a, a sports fan. You might want to perhaps. check out Pop Sports Shorts, Shorts which is ho- yeah, hosted I, by, by Doc Haas and Matt Sell. And uh, rumor has it, Jared, you've been guest starring on this, uh, this show over the past few weeks, haven't you? Yeah, I, I, we, we've been talking about this, this foosball, this, this football stuff going on. Foosball. Yeah. <laughs> um, Yes, and and I have been having a blast. Um, this most recent episode got very spicy um, because Matt got very fired up, and that's all I'm going to say. If you want to know more, you'll have to head on over to your favorite podcast streaming platform and check out the most recent episode of Pop Sports Shorts right here on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. Um, so all of those shows available. Um, slight delay on it but there is another episode coming very soon of the getting grilled network sessions so if you want to learn more about our hosts here on the fantastic fourth wall pop network 
check out the network sessions of Getting Grilled with host John Grill and the respective hosts here on the Fantastic Fourth Wall Pop Network. Um, but I don't want to spoil anything else. So I think what we're going to do for right now is we're going to wrap it up. Um, so I am just Jared. He is Johnny Bones. He is Johnny G. Until next time, we out. Later, we out. See you, see you when we're looking at you. All that good stuff. Goodbye and good night. Sure, go with it. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Why don't you come over here? You got me saying, All right, I'm going to go bring him to his mom. Oh, bro, you just farted? Bro. You better check your hand. No, you're good. That's just a big fart. I'll be right back, guys. Squishy. Squishy. Oh, okay. Ah, dude, that's my beard. (laughs) My kid does that. He pulls on my beard all the time. Oh. Uh, Oh. He's like, oh. 100%. That's going in the B-roll right there. <clears throat> are you ready to let's get down to business i don't got no time to play around what is this let's get down let's get down to business <laughs> no that's pretty wrong, good wrong song oh must be a circus in town let's shut the shit down on these clowns can i get a witness first things you. first oh Brogo starfish no. is my man fred durst uh, access so... hollywood license to kill Redneck fucker from Jacksonville. That's still not what I was. Uh, I caught it. So though. disappointing. That was that moment where you're supposed to jump in and go, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, then I, I was way off. But you have we to were, admit, the two that I went into were pretty good, though. Off. It was. It was. So, boys. So, boys. What's uh, what's everybody been up to the last couple of weeks? Are, are we going to officially start this and then we could have that conversation? Yeah. I, mean, I always like opening right? up a little recap. So after you clap. <laughs> I, yeah, every time. I do it all the time. Every time you clap, I say something. Shit, wait, you can't start. Yeah, hold on. I needed something for you, Jared. Hold oh, on. come on.